It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every day. Free on all platforms, five days a week. Start your day listening to Locked on Blazers. Tell your pals to do the same. You know why you should tell your pals to do the same? Because the basketball team was fun tonight, y'all. The Blazers open up their season with a 115-108 win over the Sacramento Kings. They're 1-0 or undefeated, however you want to slice it. They go on the road, they go into Sacramento, and they get a, they get a win that was just straight-up enjoyable and worth, worth appreciating for how enjoyable they were because they did not look like this during the exhibition season. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Shaden Sharp's debut. He looked like he looked just comfortable and ready to, ready to ride in a way that I did not anticipate. Jeremy Grant was great. Josh Hart was great. Justice Winslow saved the day. We got a lot to talk about. Let's start with what, with what we do at this time, the fastest recap in the West. The Blazers led 32-23 after one. Looks like Portland might run away with this, or at least like it looks like they might be significantly better than a Kings team that was, um, you know, is pretty clearly the 11th best team in the West, but uh, maybe a little too hyped as Kings teams tend to be this time of year. But Kings came roaring back, made me look stupid for doubting them, took a 55-51 lead into the break, and then things were all tied up at 84 after three. The Blazers, who looked legitimately bad in the second quarter, kind of found their rhythm, got got going a little bit in the third quarter. 84 all at the end of the third. You knew this was going to be, if nothing else, an entertaining game that was close because these two teams relatively evenly matched. But the Kings led by as many as five points with four minutes and 50 seconds left. Under five to go, Kings up five, and it's like, hey, listen, the Blazers have been... There's some reasons to be excited about this game, but they might so let it slip away. Portland immediately responds, and the Kings take a lead again. Kings led by two with two minutes and 18 seconds left when Terrence Davis dunked home dunked home a rebound, a tip dunk, but then he talked smack to Damian Lillard, got a taunting technical foul. The Blazers hit, the, hit a free throw, come down... They're not going to take no crap. Jeremy Grant, with the floor spread and the and the lineup small, f- finishes a layup through a foul. The Blazers take the lead after a miss on the other end by, by De'Aaron Fox in the corner. Josh Hart pushes in transition, thought about pulling out for a second with 30 seconds left. Maybe I should just dribble this ball out. Maybe, you know, let's see what happens. Nah, Josh Hart hates it. Dribbles all the way to the rack. Three on, one on three break, rather. Reverse layup and one. Blazers take the lead. That's your ball game. Portland holds on from there after Josh Hart gave him a five-point edge. And the Blazers win 115-108. That's your fastest recap in the West. Look, this was just like a straight-up wonderful, entertaining basketball game. Uh, The Blazers were not perfect. But they were better than they've been, and they un- they showed us a lot of things. They showed us a lot of things. Uh, I want to talk about Shaden Sharp. <laughs> Without a doubt, I want to talk about Shaden Sharp. Uh, but first, I want to unleash, unveil rather, not unleash, unveil uh, a new segment on the program. It is the Shania Twain Impress Me Much performance of the night. Take it away, Shania. That don't impress me much. Look, Shania Twain might not be impressed, but I am with Josh Hart. He was fantastic in this game. 19.7 boards, 5 assists, 8 of 11 from the floor, did not attempt a 3-pointer, made all 3 of his free throws. Uh, Josh Hart is just 
he's just ruthless and does what he does. Like he just drives end to end. He plays hard as hell. He gets mad all the time. He is our first Shania Twain impress me performer of the night. We're going to do these all year long. Thanks to Shania Twain for uh, lending us her vocals. Uh, if you were too young to know that reference, I love you anyways. If you're too old to know that reference, I love you anyways. But I'm, I have a feeling that my listenership knows the sweet spot, baby. That's the Shania, Tw- Shania Twain impressive performance of the night. Quite frankly, I was expecting this to be easier to just pick the most impressive performance of the night. But there were a lot of candidates. Jeremy Grant was good in this game. Like, he was as advertised. Um, I thought he struggled a little bit on defense early in the game, but he really found his um, found his groove late guarding De'Aaron Fox. We'll talk about more about that more to close the show. Uh, I thought Justice Winslow was fantastic. He might have um, he might have straight up saved the game playing center down the stretch in this one. And, but Josh Hart was. If nothing else, the heart and soul. He made the most important basket of the night. You know, the, the Blazers up two. He gets a rebound where they get a rebound with 26 seconds left. He pushes in transition because it's what he does. It's kind of a long rebound scramble. He grabs it, pushes in transition. It's what he does. Josh Hart's Josh Hart wants to drive to the rim, but he sees the clock. He said, "I'm, I'm you know, I've been in the league long enough to know I shouldn't do this, but I'm still doing it." And he and he takes it to the rack, finishes layup and one. Ball rolls just to the edge of the rim and falls in. If it rolls out, it's a horrific miss, and the Kings get the ball back with like 18 seconds left. There are 14 seconds left, and a chance to tie or win. Instead, it it drops. Blazers make their free throws. Ball game. Uh, this was huge. But but if it wasn't those three guys, it wasn't three wings. It was going to be Shaden Sharp because he looked. Just so darn comfortable, ready, like not out of place. Sharp hit a three, uh, got to the free throw line early in his shift. Early in his first shift, he played the minutes I thought were going to go to Keon Johnson, who got a DNPCD in this one. Did not play coach's decision. Keon had been the first guard off the bench all preseason long. He had been the guy who was coming in and playing with the second unit. Keon struggled at the end of preseason. He looked. Uh, not good, and Shaden Sharp looked good. They were head, their graphs were heading in the wrong direction. Sharp leapfrogs him in the rotation. He is the young guard who plays off the bench. Uh, Portland only played nine guys tonight: Justice Winslow, Drew Eubanks, Nazir Little, and Sharp off the bench. Uh, and and Nas didn't even play that much. He played ten minutes. Uh, so it's like kind of a, kind of an eight plus night. And the eighth guy was Shaden Sharp, and he just in his first nine minutes, he's on the on an NBA court. He scores nine points. He just looks looked so comfortable, so fluid. You know, he made his shots. Like, and, and I think that's that's the thing that you'll that you'll recall from it. Is he he went uh, th- you know three of three from deep and, and four of six from from the floor, split his free throws, and finished with uh, finished with twelve. But and and he had uh, nine in the first half and just just three in the second half. Was did not have nearly as as impressive a, a second shift. But he still scored. Like he still makes a shot. That's that's why you're in the game, right? Um, the, the biggest compliment you can pay to him is he's 19 years old. Still a long way to go. Uh, There's a couple times on defense where he went for a steal that he shouldn't have or got out of position rotating just a little too far. Sure, whatever. The Blazers weren't very good on defense in this game until they absolutely had to be down the stretch. But Sharp looked fine. And that's the biggest compliment I can play him. You, I can pay him. He didn't look like a 19-year-old. He didn't look like a rookie. He looked like an NBA rotation player in game one, night one. It's like, yeah, this dude can play. He's going to be fine. 
gonna be fine. I have no worries about him. He can if he if he builds on this, like he's gonna have nights that are worse. It's like how 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 progress works in the league. It's like just non-linear, right? Like the graphs bounce all up and down. But like night one, he's just so comfortable and ready and fluid. The jumper looks so smooth. He has the athleticism to get himself to the rim. Uh, as he gets more comfortable, he'll be able to be even better at it. And his ability to work the baseline, like he's playing a lot in the corner off the ball, right? His ability to work the baseline and, and get buckets, really impressive. Had one where he scored, had two where he was wide open, they just didn't see him. One where he's just wide open, read the, read the cut perfectly, sitting in the dunker spot right there on the baseline, and every time he just didn't find him, like just didn't see him. Uh, he knows how to play basketball. Which is a which is a pretty at least he knows how to play offense at a really high level. Like that's a pretty big compliment for a guy who didn't look like that. Like he just he did not look like that early in early in the preseason. He looked like a dude who was just absolutely still figuring it out. Everyone behind the scenes has been raving about his talent, raving about how good he is. Anyone you talk to who's seen him play, the talent evaluators are like, yeah, this is a really special prospect. But there was part of me a great you know there's like you know to be honest like. I believe pretty earnestly that it was going to take him a while to get going. And I said as much in this podcast, he, he doesn't, he didn't need time to get going. He was, he was, he just was so comfortable and fluid and he fit into the plan. They weren't squeezing him in there and make him play. Like I would argue he was the Blazers six best player tonight at 19 in game one. Uh, like that's, that is more than I could have possibly asked for him to score double figures, to score double figures and look good doing it, to play, to play at the level and the pace that he did and to not look sped up, not look out of place, not look like a teenager trying to play in the league. What more could you want? Shout out to Shaden Sharp would have been the impress me much performer of the night would have won, would have won our first impress me much performer of the night award, but it had to go to, to Josh Hart because he was a dog he was so great and that that group won the game for the Blazers I want to talk about that group the Blazers went small because it made the most sense but they went small because they had to because Nurk stunk in this game Yusuf Nurk had struggled let's talk about his struggles and why that necessitated the Blazers do what they did down the stretch of this game but first let me tell you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The Blazers were dogs in this game. They were underdogs at, at tip off on Bet Online, minus three. The Kings were, or the Kings were a minus three favorite. You could have got the Blazers and the points and won some money if you had gone to Bet Online prior to this one. You can live bet during the games too. You can place futures bets on on folks to win awards. You want to bet on Shaden Sharp to win Rookie of the Year? There is a futures bet on Bet Online right now. That's pretty juicy. Plus forty four hundred during the game. Um, it's probably it probably got worse odds now by the time you're listening to this. But like, if you want to win some money, go to bet online. If you want to have fun gambling on sports, go to bet online. Doesn't have to be basketball. It can be whatever it is. You're gonna find it. BetOnline.net. Go take advantage today. That's bet online where the game starts. All right. Shaden Sharp was great. Josh Hart was great. Jeremy Grant was excellent. Justin Winslow saved the game. There's some people who weren't very good. I want to talk about them a little bit here. Let's just get the Damian Lord stuff out of the way here. I thought Damian Lord looked bad in this game. But let me be let me keep it a buck 85 for you. 
I've been saying that I am not worried about Dame's age or health or performance. So a night where he shot five of 18 from the floor and one of eight from three and looked bad, I am not going to freak out yet. I'm just not going to do it. I, there's no reason for me to do it. I don't, I'm not going to go earnestly. I, I do not think it's a big deal. However, I am raising a single eyebrow. If I could do the, the one eyebrow thing, I would raise a single eyebrow that he didn't look as explosive. He just didn't have the juice in this one. Did not have the the, the sort of blow-by explosive juice. Hit one deep three. His only three was a, was a deep top-of-the-key pull-up. Missed some makeable ones. Took some questionable shots inside the arc. I thought he, I thought he maybe not struggled, but did not did not blow past people to get separation. The, um, the sort of like explosive step back stuff to get loose wasn't there. Call it rust, call it a bad night, call it just a bad shooting night. It's like everything I talk about this all the time in the show. It's like ball go in. If he makes more shots, like if he goes three of eight and it's like instead of one of eight, it, I think it from deep, it feels a lot different. Um, certainly could have made some, some of those open ones, but I will say after one game, I will raise a single eyebrow. Um, not even that far, not even full, like fully like the rock, um, like a single, a single raised eyebrow to say, yeah, Dame looked bad. Yes. Rust, whatever. Dame looked bad. I, it, he did not play well in this game. Every Simons had some moments where he was really good. Um, he had a, when the Kings briefly took the lead late, um, he had a, a transition drive and dunk where the Blazers just like pushed off, pushed off a miss and scored and he dunked with two hands. Um, I, I thought he got to the, into his spots a little bit deeper into the paint than he has. Still didn't get to the free throw line, but he was three of 10 from three. I thought he missed two, two just absolutely cash wide open threes. You know, he goes five of 10. He has like a fantastic game. We're talking about like a 28 point night from, from Ant. but I, he wasn't super efficient. He finished nine of 22. I thought he wasn't very good. Ant was fine though. Like fine. Dame was concerning. Ant was fine. To be clear. I literally, I, I, I even think you could argue that Ant played well. Like, like he just, he just didn't shoot well. Uh, I remain, I'm not nervous about uh, Dame. I am unconcerned about Ant. Yusuf Nurkic was bad. Straight up. Finished three of nine from the floor. Eight points, seven boards, uh, two steals, and four turnovers. Uh, committed just one foul. So there's that. But it, with Nurk, it was, you could just watch it. He had a time in the, in the second half where he had Kevin Herter on the block. And he could have taken one more dribble to get himself deeper in the paint, but he didn't. And he flipped up a crazy reverse layup that let the Kings run in the other way because Nurk's lying on the ground on the baseline. Just bad. He was bad. Uh, it was, he, he struggled. And it exposed two things about the Drill Blazers. One, exposed how, how few options they have behind Nurk. Like, they, Chauncey Bills pulled him early in the second half and went to Drew Eubanks. And Eubanks couldn't stop Sabonis and couldn't wasn't defending well. And the Blazers early in that third quarter, the the defense was bad. And part of it is Drew Eubanks is just um, he's not that dude. Like he's just he's he's a more of an emergency you know deep deep bench type center than like a true valuable backup. And they couldn't go to it. And and the the Blazers, you know uh, the Kings play big pretty much not big at the forward spots, but they play like a real center with Sabonis and Rashawn Holmes at all times. So it's not like they're going super small with Harrison Barnes at center or whatever. So there was some some need to try to stay big against them. Also, Portland has struggled on the glass and all those things. Um, so, but it exposed the roster flaw, right? Like Nurk's struggles are, they're, they're much, there's, certainly they're about him, right? Like he didn't play well. And it's, yeah, we could point to it. Yusuf Nurk didn't play well. But there's gonna be nights when he doesn't play well. 
and there's not another place to go because they just don't have it on the roster. Until they did. With 5 minutes and 55 seconds in this game, the use of Nurkic subbed out. Blazers are down 3. And Chauncey Billups went to a small ball lineup of Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Josh Hart, Justice Winslow, and Jeremy Grant. And it saved the damn game and they won because of it. The small ball lineup saved the dang game and it won because of it. They have been telling us all offseason since freaking Summer League that they are going to be comfortable with playing Justice Winslow and Jeremy Grant at center. Uh, Trenton Watford did not play in this game because of a hip flexor. I think we would have seen Trenton Watford ahead of Eubanks if need be because Watford is not a good defensive player, but at least he has a little more stuff on offense um, with handoffs and, and some and some touch. Eubanks is a pick and roll downhill. You know, he plays hard, but he just limited offensive range and, and is not much of a defender. Like he's, he's you know, he's he, he's struggled a little bit. Uh, and, and he has some limitations. And at least Trenton Watford gives you some more funky stuff. I think he would have played real minutes if they had had a chance, but they didn't have that. So they went to this small lineup and the small lineup was great. They've been telling us all year that they're going to go small or all summer they're going to go small. Game one, night one, final six minutes, they closed the game with Nurk on the bench. Kudos to Chauncey Billups. The thing I talk about all the time on this podcast is that the most important thing that a coach does is decide who plays and when. Chauncey Billups played his five best dudes at the end of the game to win a game. Respect. I want to talk more about what we saw from that small lineup because I think there's some X's and O's stuff that are important and will be meaningful. Join me in the third segment. We will talk all about it. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Blazers go small. And it worked. It worked for several reasons. One, the Kings didn't attack it very well. They 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 did what I call the Boban. Um, and the Boban is, Boban Marjanovic is seven foot four, and when he gets in the game for every team he's played for, teams are obsessed with how much bigger he is than the person guarding him, and they force feed Boban in spots where he can't get an advantage. And so then you're just, your your offense gets abandoned because you're getting Boboned. Uh, you just like, okay, we gotta get him the ball. Look how much, he's so much taller than that dude. He's six inches taller than that. We gotta get him the ball. The Kings got Boboned. Justice Winslow was guarding DeMontis Sabonis, and the Kings were obsessed with getting him the ball in the post and trying to let him go to work on the left block. Blazers did two things. One, they pressured the ball better with the small ball group, and that uh, that prevented the Kings from getting it into Sabonis early. And two, a straight post up is way easier to guard than other actions. Put him in pick and rolls. Make make take advantage of little backside help. Like if the low man um, trying to help on the backside is Ant or Dame, you're going to have much more success throwing to DeMontis Sabonis on a pick and roll. But they didn't do that. They tried to post him up. And here's the thing. Justice Winslow is strong as hell. So when they threw it to him, Justice Winslow stood him up. And DeMontis Sabonis is really does not trust his right hand. So he was going to try to shoot a left-handed hook no matter how deep he got into the paint. And you know who knew that? Justice Winslow, who is a very intelligent defender. Strong as hell and smart. That's a pretty good combo. They got Bobond. They just got their offense got too simple and too stupid. They kept throwing it into Sabonis. It didn't work. Then they had late, they had to have late clock bailouts and like late in the game when it mattered, like they missed a couple shots. Uh De'Aaron Fox was great in this game for the Kings. He finished with 33 points and hit five of nine threes, but he turned the ball over. Uh, how many times? Are I, I'm, I'm misreading it here. He turned the ball over eight times. Like he, he, this was, <laughs> this was not the, uh, this was not the ideal, um, 
Fox end of the game. He was really good, really, really good until the final five minutes, but he missed a crucial three late um, as well. The small ball lineup worked for that reason, the Boban reason, and how how just strong Justice Winslow is. Against certain centers, particularly centers that refuse to use one of their hands, that'll work. The other thing is, because the Kings don't have a big wing super creator, like they don't put someone out there who's like this big, scary apex wing who uh, Jeremy Grant has to guard, they could put Jeremy Grant on De'Aaron Fox. And that was huge down the stretch. Excuse me. So... This is what it looks like. The Kings come down and the Blazers' tallest player, like you could argue that Jeremy Grant was playing center and not Justice Winslow, but Winslow was guarding their center. So I'm going to call him the center in this lineup. Small, regardless. But when, but you could put length on De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox was killing the Blazers, killing the Blazers, right? Like he has 33 at this point or 30-something at this point. He has scored a couple late. But, you know, 30, six minutes ago, he's got almost 30 points. Put, you could put Jeremy Grant on him, make make it a little bit harder for him to get jump shots and pull-ups and, and contest him when he gets deep into the paint. If you show him bodies, you have the longest player on him. You also have Justice Winslow guarding DeMontis Sabonis. Strength, that matters. And when they run a 1-5 pick and roll, when DeMontis Sabonis went up to screen for De'Aaron Fox, the Blazers could switch with impunity and not be scared of it because Who's the best option to guard the five if it isn't Winslow? With that particular lineup, it's absolutely Jeremy Grant. That's good coaching. That is good coaching. Um, I think I have been like, man, I'm worried that maybe that Chauncey doesn't have it or he's not, or the guys aren't responding to whatever it is he's trying to tell them and all those things. Tonight was a great coaching night because it wasn't working. He pulled Nurk. He didn't didn't get too cute with it. He played his best players. And then there were some tactical things that really matter. That defensive, um, that different defensive, those defensive choices, like who, who's guards, who really matters, really, really was, was valuable in this game. And, and Winslow was great. Uh, and like, I don't know, and you get a little bit lucky. Kings miss a couple shots, you make them on the other end. But make him on the other end also is, has, like, real implications. Blazers, you know, they push and get a bucket uh, from, from Ant in transition. But with under a minute, down one, they've got the ball after after the, the dunk and tech free throw. They, you know, down, down one with a minute left. Grant gets it on the sort of the, right, the slot on the right side, just right at the top of the key. And he's able to drive to the rim and finish and, and pick up a foul. He's able to do that because of the small lineup. Jeremy Grant, I thought, was really good in this game. Like, 23 points, 10 of 13 from the free throw line. Uh, hit all three of his threes. Like, I I don't think you could ask for a much better Jeremy Grant debut than this. He definitely could have been the Impress Me Much performance of the night. That went to Josh Hart, who we'll talk about in a moment here. Like, it's... with He gets it top of the key to the right-hand side. And the court is spread. The small ball lineup works. Justice Winslow was in the far corner. Winslow had hit a corner three earlier in the game. So Sabonis can't totally abandon him. Now, he's basically in the paint, but he's not standing in the paint. And and Nurk isn't, um, like, at the dunker spot. So bringing in another defender. Or or they'll just straight up ignore use of Nurk at the three-point line. If he stands in the corner, they would love for him to launch a corner three with a minute left in the game. Like, that's ideal. Winslow can not only shoot, but he can attack a closeout. He can pass. He can like he's he um, he had actually set up Dame for a really nice dribble handoff situation where he caught it in the post, dribbled out to him, and Dame shot an air ball. Uh, like he's just a little. He was on this particular night a little bit scarier than Nurk. So Sabonis is a half step out of the paint. Grant drives, gets the foul, and one. 
they they take the lead. That was a they had the lead for good at that point. But the small ball lineup worked on defense, spreads the court on offense. When they went small earlier, they didn't go to this exact lineup. They had gone a a centerless lineup earlier in the game with just or with Justice Winslow playing the five while Grant sat in the third quarter. And that's when uh, Amphrey Simons looked his best. Court spread, run a high pick and roll, or just be able to beat your man with more space on the court. It's it just it just looked good. So that's night one in Sacramento, a nice win. I don't think the Kings are a very good team, but I think this game was fun as heck. Fun as heck. And and I, I wanna I wanna say a couple things here. I don't think it makes sense to take like a victory lap after beating the eleventh best team in the West in game one of the NBA season. But if you can't enjoy this moment, you're doing it wrong. This is a hold on to your joy moment to the absolute max. The Blazers were, if nothing else, very fun. Shaden Sharp, very fun. Jeremy Grant, very fun. Justice Winslow, very fun. And Josh Hart. Josh Hart was so darn fun. When the Blazers were struggling, you know who was just playing his absolute heart out? Josh Hart. You know who was slapping rebounds away to spring fast breaks? Josh Hart. You know who was taking, trying to take charges or if nothing else, getting in the way and being as aggressive as he could on defense? Josh Hart. Late in the game, Josh Hart contests a three-pointer from the corner that uh, they called a two, but it was her was trying to shoot a three and stepped on the line. And Josh Hart goes to the uh, bench and he goes, how the F did he hit that? I saw it on the broadcast. Like, how the F did he do that? Josh Hart is fun as hell. He is going to get up in your shirt. And then he's going to be like, he can't believe he bleeping made that. Because Hart, Hart has a just a, a, just a absolute intense belief in himself. If you can't enjoy that, can't enjoy these moments, you're doing it wrong. Hold on to your joy. Josh Hart was was a reason to be joyful. Shaden Sharp was a reason to be joyful. The small lineup was a reason to be joyful. This was a fun game. Blazers played the Suns on Friday evening, and we'll talk about that one on Monday's show. Uh, Blazers are also going to play the Lakers before I before uh, they play two more games before uh, the way the broadcast schedule is going to work for this show. So we'll have two to talk about by the time we talk on Monday's show. Uh, but like, hold on to your joy. Hold on to it. This was fun. And and you got to, got to, got to, got to during the NBA season to say, that game was fun as heck. I'm going to enjoy that game. Even if you think, oh, Dame didn't look good. Nurk doesn't. Like, throw that out for now. Throw that out for now. Or at least put it to the side and hold on. Cling as tightly to you as you can to the fun moments in life. That's what we need here. Hold tightly to your joy. This game was a ton of fun. That's going to do it for today's show. Come back. We got more shows this week. This is you're listening to Thursday, October 20th, the show. Friday show, we'll talk about the Suns matchup. We'll talk more about what we learned from this game as we move forward. Maybe we'll celebrate Shaden Sharp some more because he was really fun. Fun. It's the word of the night. Appreciate you listening. Tell your friends about this podcast. It's available wherever they get podcasts and also on YouTube. You know, make it your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked on NBA, the overarching NBA show. You can get caught up on everything. Or check out Locked on Today's Sports, or Locked on Sports Today. Sorry, Locked on Sports Today. It is a 22-minute show recapping all of the biggest things in sports, like across the, across all of the major sports in North America. Um, it's a... It's a great way to catch up on all of the things because you can't watch all of it. Check that out. Check me out. Come back for Friday's show. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.